0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit
1: www.podcastdetroit.com for more information.
0: You've now tuned in to the Drawing Board Podcast, a powerful, thought-provoking discussion where we talk about family, relationships, ministry, community, and career. Let's see what exciting guests we have on our show today. Great evening, Drawing Board Nation. This is the founder and the host, Of the Drawing Board podcast, where we talk about family, relationships, ministry, community, and career. And tonight, like every other night, I promise not to disappoint. Tonight, we have a phenomenal guest who is gifted in so many ways, who's impacting the community in a myriad of ways, and who, when you meet him, he's always looking for a way to encourage your dream, to motivate your passion, and to bring you to a point of strategy or strategic planning so that you can actually see what you dreamt manifest in your life. Tonight, I welcome... To The Drawing Board Show, you all help me welcome Robert Jamerson, the CEO of Detroit Pal. Welcome to the show, sir. All right. With an
1: introduction like that, I need to improve my posture. <laughs> I mean, makes me feel like uh, I can accomplish anything. So I'm just happy to be here. I was definitely honored to uh, be reached out to, uh, met you on multiple occasions and just been impressed, had a chance to see different podcasts and know some of the people that have been on here. So truly excited to be here today.
0: Man, it is is great to have you here. Uh, We had a chance and an opportunity to meet um, what was that? Probably about was that five or six months ago?
1: Five yep, at least. Yeah. At least five or six months.
0: And uh you were doing work and uh one thing that I remembered about that evening when we were working with uh the funeral home directors, mm-hmm. uh leveraging and working with them to impact the children. They said they were tired of seeing kids come to them and they wanted to get involved with the youth to give them a, a positive pathway to follow. Like, talk to me about like that evening was powerful. Do you remember that young lady? Uh, for what was she from Florida? Right.
1: That and was she yeah. Yeah, so she was actually one of my um college roommates um uh daughters. Oh wow. Yeah, she she's phenomenal family. Um just a great thing. I, I'm sure people are trying to figure out how is Detroit PAL aligned with morticians, right. <laughs> for one. Okay. <laughs> but and then the other thing is just um seeing how do people come together like that and it is it's not by mistake. So when I think about Anything that happens in life is purposeful, right? right. There's no mistakes, just people without revelation. So Wait, I, hold on. We
0: got to press pause again and let, let let them receive that. You said there are no mistakes. There are just people
1: without revelation. Yeah. When you think about anything that happens in life, we uh, people of faith believe there's no mistakes, just people without revelation. But when you walk in revelation, you walk with authority, You walk with purpose. You're waiting when the mic turns your way to be able to speak life into this world that we live in. And so part of aligning with the morticians was that uh, one of the things that we want to be at PAL or Detroit Police Athletic League is number one at collaboration. Okay. Right. And first part of collaboration is just finding out and listening to find out what do people do? What are their goals? Mm. And if you can align on people's goals, clarify expectations, and then – Begin to tie in shared accountability, then you got the making of something that can be great, right? Because there's nothing that's ever been achieved in a great way with the number one. It truly takes people coming together and being able to have impact,
0: right? So let's unpack that for just a second because you just shared so many nuggets. I want <laughs> I want that. the audience to be able to grab that. Grab that. When you talked about collaboration, you you identified three points that were needed for
1: collaboration. And you said there was, what, shared vision? Yeah. So the the, the first and most important thing is you got to align on goals. Align on goals. Right. When you get to that point and you can align on goals and everybody sees this is the direction we want to go in and what we would hope to accomplish, now the ball can start to roll. Right? Right. Then you have to clarify expectations. Just like any new relationship, you have to have dialogue with someone to be able to clarify, are we still on the path that we set out to when we originated this alignment of goals. And then finally, you have to have shared accountability. If I'm vested and you are vested, then now we can move in that direction together, knowing that we're both trying to do something and we're both engaged in the process and our role in the process.
0: Absolutely, so that evening, there were several community leaders there and I was blessed to get the invite to be there. And uh, I'm telling you, from that point, I have just seen Detroit Powell take off. I see here, and I'll read for the the listeners so they can catch the authority of the man who's sitting here with me. Robert Jamerson joined Detroit Powell team as chief operating officers in 2018. He recently was promoted to chief executive officer, officer excuse me, in July 2019. Congratulations, sir.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank yeah.
0: You. And Robert is the he is a former Pal participant coach and consultant.
1: So you're just pal through and through. I love uh, my community and being able to go back to an organization that I was a part of uh, just makes it even more fulfilling. So tell me, how
0: how is it when you see those youngsters uh, put the ball cap on, put the helmet on, get ready to go? Like, do you ever find yourself like reminiscing and reflecting like at every stage that you were able to impact pal? So
1: the the first thing that uh, like a lot of people, they're like, oh man, you're the CEO now. And I'm like, I enjoy most playing first, right. But outside of playing, I would love to be able to coach again, right. But of course, there would be some form of bias, right, uh, that would take place. But literally, when I'm on the sideline, I'll go to different games because I enjoy that aspect. It, I'm, I'm like pressing the coaches to just call a play. Right. Just so I can get that adrenaline rush again of what it what it feels like. But, um yeah, it's it's a, a great feeling to be able to give back and to have perspective, because sometimes if you haven't been a part of something, it's not that you can't have success. But having a perspective of someone that participated right. and realizes how much more could actually um, take place. Um, it's just a great feeling. It's a great feeling to be in, a great position to be in.
0: Right, and I think they are truly blessed to have you as their leader because for me, I played athletics as well, mm-hmm. and there is nothing better than having a player coach, right? So when you have a coach who's played the game Who's actually run the play that he's asking you to run he or she's asking you to run the one that has has seen it to fulfillment had a certain measure of success in athletics and in life that you can really grasp their wisdom because
1: their life is proof positive of the principles they're teaching you right right absolutely so when when I think of that um there's nothing that um you know I think about the achievements that we've had in a short- short time. And I wouldn't be able to do it without the talented team that I've been able to start to build and that I was able to inherit. Right. I mean, so I got from Stephanie Smith, who came from Country Day. And during an interview, I was like, you're not leaving. I don't know what decision we're going to make, but I got to figure out how we get you in the fold. OK. Um, David Greenwood, who left the Birmingham Fire Department, and he was um, looking to try to uh, retire. And I remember uh, calling him up saying, listen, um, I don't know if you're interested, but I'm going to pose this question to you. Right. And, and he accepted. Just a great person, great man, very passionate. Uh, Monica DeJesus, who, um, same feeling during the interview, I was like, she is the fundamentally sound person we need as our chief development officer. And then the inheritance of the, the staff, the passionate people that we have at Detroit PAL has just been amazing and um, I, I will make an announcement here. They recently removed the interim tag off of my title. Con- oh, in, congratulations, in, sir. In 90 days. Yes, sir. Right. So the way we were able to do that, and I say we, was that I asked for some unreasonable things to some passionate people who have skill sets. And they did not disappoint, meaning that they led to me being able to remove the title uh, of interim even though I truly embrace that title because interim causes you to have that sense of urgency. Right. And then you're always thinking of your replacement. So nothing has changed, you know, in my eyes. But right. it just shows a testament of the type of culture that we're building at Detroit Pal and the impression that we've already had on our board and other members in the community. So I'm glad you've been able to notice that. But um to see it up close is definitely a beautiful thing to see.
0: Indeed. I remember coming down there one evening to actually meet with you and Brother Dave. And uh, it was, I don't know what time. It probably was about 6, 5, yeah, about 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I walked in, and there were smiles on faces and people still working and, like, just uh having it, it was that spirit and you know it when you if you've been in several businesses. When you meet people who have a whatever it takes attitude. Mm-hmm. Like whatever it takes, no, we're going to see this goal to the end. We're gonna be committed to getting it done and we're gonna keep a positive attitude while working. Like when I got a chance to meet some of your staff, like they talked about the impact. Mm-hmm. And so it made whatever had to be done in order to make the impact for the youth and the communities and the families that you all serve. Like it was refreshing as an educator, to see other people in a different industry working as, you know, as diligent as we do on a daily basis. So, man, it was refreshing just to tour the facility.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that feedback. I mean, when you think about what we do, it's serious. Right. I mean, this is life and death. You know, we... You know, we think it's sports or we think it's just school, but it's life and death. We're speaking life into the youth. We're trying to impact people that we may never come in contact with, but we know that it makes a difference. You know, you look at suicide rates. You look at crime just living in a, in a zip code. You look at educational challenges that are in zip codes. You need something that can distract you from the things that say that you can't make it to right. be able to see something else. And if I can get you focused on that something else, then – on what you can achieve, right? And the people there, that's what I love. It's contagious. You know, I spend most of my time trying to get them to go home and have what I would say more than balance. Right. Right. Because balance in life, you're never going to achieve that. You prioritize in life. Right. Right. And so we make our decisions on the amount of time that we spend somewhere. We make our decisions on how much money we invest in something. So you never really have balance. You just prioritize whether you realize it or not. But the people there, I mean, You know, every night you're going to find somebody there who finds something else that they could be doing to find a better approach or a better way to to provide for the youth and the communities that we serve. Right. And while I was there, one of the things
0: I noticed, too, is that uh, while they're working and doing things with PAL, they have some individual endeavors that they're working on that Mm -hmm. you're encouraging and motivating. And I think that's one of the things um, that—and I take the time to—sometimes when people don't give a chance to, like— Express what they felt. And Mm -hmm. so I just wanted to make you aware of it, is that when you have a leader that is not afraid of those that follow them growing to their full potential or their full capacity, like that Mm -hmm. was a really great thing to see as well. And you placing a mandate on their potential by encouragement. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think there's there's a difference there is when we get into like leadership, like being able to motivate growth or be able to encourage growth mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, some people driving growth. So yeah, man, I just wanted to take the time to congratulate you
1: all on that. No, I appreciate that. You and so so a Saint Martin de Porres alum, huh? What D P yeah. in the house, baby, you yeah. know that was gonna come out. Yes all, sir. All my people know that the Saint Martin de Porres Eagles We don't fly. We soar. We go out and we make differences wherever we're at. So um, thanks for the shout out unsolicited. I appreciate that.
0: Oh, yeah. No problem. So, yeah, for all of the alum, yeah, you definitely have an eagle that's soaring here with Detroit Pal. Now, you also went to Northwood University.
1: Right. Absolutely. So funny story about that is that so I go to this school and it's an entrepreneurial school and we're sitting there. And I'm in economics class, and what I remember vividly was that they asked a the question, have you read the Wall Street Journal? Mm. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm like, well, I read the sports page, right? Right. But after that, what, it, what I'm always reminded of is that a little thing like that could, could discourage some people because of feeling like they're insecure with not having that experience, right? But the beauty of that is I read the sports page because I saw my dad read something, Mm-hmm. Right. And right. so in order for me to read something, I had to know how to read, meaning that he was there maybe unconsciously or consciously ensuring that I was reading something of my interest. Right. The transition to reading the Wall Street Journal was easy because of that. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. so what I encourage people is that when you start thinking about the small things that you can do where you're sitting at, you never know what that person is observe observing. Or you never know the impact that you're having by doing the small things in the way that you can do it. So um, my experience at Northwood, entrepreneurial mindset. Um, I wish I would have read all the books that they gave us at that time. Right. Luckily, I was fortunate enough to catch up on that. Yeah. Um, but uh, just truly prepared me for being in a position where um, – there's nothing that I believe that I can't achieve. I understand the power of network. I understand the importance of who you know, not always what you know, and also understand the importance of you are in different seasons of your life. You're doing different things and that you have to be purposeful in the season that you're in to maximize it and embrace the role that you play in that because the perspective that you have at, the, at another point is what causes you to be great at that next level. So, uh, yeah. So your current perspective at the moment will determine how great you are on the next level. Absolutely. It's it's you do everything as unto the Lord. Right. When I think about that, I think of you do it in an excellent way. Right. Right. So I always speak in terms of if if Job would have said when I'm in prison um, that I'm not doing it as unto the Lord, meaning that he wouldn't have been recognized. Mm-hmm. Right. So whatever level you're in, you do it with excellence. I don't care if you cleaning something. If you're reading something, if you're speaking to someone else, you do it as if you are doing it as if it's the final exam, right? Because at some point, even if the person that's working directly with you doesn't recognize your excellence, somebody will, right? Somebody will recognize that and you never know how you can hit on an accelerator and end up farther than you thought, you know, you could have been.
0: Man, I just got a message out of that. Excellence is an accelerator, Absolutely. You know, absolutely. And, and whenever you can write that down, make sure you <laughs> make sure, yeah, put that in there. So uh, I'm going to come back so and Rob watch, this tape. Yeah. I'm gonna watch this tape so no, I can so, remember yeah, what I said. <laughs> absolutely. So excellence is an accelerator. So for all of those that are listening now, uh, this is a challenge to the drawing board nation that no matter where you are, uh, is where you want to be, that excellence is the accelerator. Uh, what's coming to mind is when uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, when he said, you know, if you can't Run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. You can't crawl. uh, No, if you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Absolutely. Yeah. And so absolutely. Excellence is an accelerator. I would love to see you write like (laughs) an article on that. Well, I I,
1: I got a book that uh, I got some people helping me with the book. Okay. Uh, But it's called The Things I Should Have Told You. And it's uh, the dialogue that sometimes men don't have, but it can be for anybody. And so I wanted to do something in a purposeful way to be able to provide some dialogue that I've been fortunate enough to to capture, as well as just being someone that has observed different people and value uh, the opportunity to observe them. Um, Wanted to share something with people that may not be able to either articulate it or may not have the platform to be able to uh, get their message out. So uh, that is definitely to come at some point. I would love to be in a position where you're at right now. I'm looking over at your book. What's the oh, what's the shout-out for the book, man? You yeah, got to get so that listen, out there. The
0: drawing board. It is a powerful, thought-provoking testimonial that challenges the reader to examine their life and reimagine the possibility. Uh, when I invite people to go back to the drawing board, what I ask you to do is go back to God's original in- intent for your life. I put a post out there It says that you are an idea birthed out of the mind of God that was designed to change the world. So nothing that you've been through uh, will be wasted. The Bible says all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord, who are the called according to their purpose. But you have to realize that you are where you are right now by choice. So have the courage, go back to the drawing board, and reimagine God's original intent, your purpose for your life. All right. I feel like now we need to go ahead and make sure everybody gets one. Uh, Make sure you get the link. There we go. And uh, man, it was just um, one of the person a person told me says, if you write a page a day uh, and if you do it for 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, depending upon the uh, amount of content you want in one book. Then you'll have that book. Mm-hmm. And what? Um, actually, Antoine Jackson, who has flipped the, screen. Oh, I love oh, yeah. that guy, I man. Love so you. he he blessed me when he was on the podcast. And we were talking. Uh, he was talking to somebody else, encouraging them to write a book. He says, "Don't feel pressured to unpack your whole life mm-hmm. in one book." He says, "Write components or different portions or seasons of your life, book by book." Right. And so, man, listen. The next book coming out is "The Journey Matters." And so now I take you from the drawing board to the journey. Okay. I so love it. Speaking, love the concept. Yes, sir. So speaking of journeys, man, like walk me through. So from DePores to Northwood, uh, you got your associates. Uh, well, let's talk about what you got your degree in first, and then we can talk about that journey. So you went to Northwood where you received your bachelor's in marketing, management, and an associate's degree in accounting. Then you went back and got your MBA. But one thing that it says here is that, You managed to always stay connected to your community through mentoring, volunteering, leadership training, business consulting and life coaching. That is a mouthful. Mm -hmm. That is a schedule full. Like walk me through the process. What motivates Robert Jamerson?
1: Yeah. So once I realized uh, early on that um, you got to be a blessing going somewhere to happen. Right. And I realized what my giftings were. My giftings are trying to bring out the best in whatever I'm a part of. It's a person. It's a person. Or someone else So um, I'm 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 big into signs So I believe Sometimes Virgos Can see things Right We observe things um, We're able to Position people um, When I think of Emotional intelligence, I really think of being able to have empathy for others. So sometimes you have to experience things, but experience it not to judge others, but be able to now help someone see themselves through something, mm-hmm. right? So everything that I'm a part of from playing quarterback when I was growing up to just being a leader in any organization, I've always looked to say, how can I bring out the best in someone else? So I am motivated, inspired, and sometimes it can be my crutch and just wanting to spend time to help someone else get farther than they can see themselves going. Um, I'm the visionary and then trying to help people to uh, find their pathway. If you take a step, I'm going to take a step with you. If you don't take that step, I'm going to still love on you in any way. I'm going to be patient and kind and try to figure out how I can help you get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but my energy is going to be the, the same energy that you put into it. Um, when I think about, you know, my journey in, in education, I don't I don't think I've ever was the best student um, but I applied myself and worked hard. I've been able to use, as my dad would say, mother wit, to be able to figure things out. Um, I'm a quick learner when it comes to that. Um, I was challenged to complete my MBA, so I had to strategically find an MBA program that fit uh, my skill set. Okay. Um, what I quickly realized was that um, the MBA was a whole different experience for me in that in that experience, because I knew a little more from working in the workplace, right. um, my ability to then think through things that I was learning and how I would apply it, it just was a totally different experience. I wish I would have had that early on. And I look at some of my friends that um, applied that early on and seeing where they're at, you know, you know, I wish I would have had that a little sooner. What, what I would say is just from. My experience is that each step along the way, I've met great people. Um, I've uh, learned so much. And now where I sit is um, in a position of being able to now help many others get to a place that hopefully goes farther than I've been able to achieve. And so um Money is something that motivates me to the point of being able to do the things for myself or my family and friends, but it's never been the the key to my success because I think when you're around things, uh, money will follow just when you're doing the right things. Um, when I think of my most memorable moments or times, it's when I'm with people that I enjoy being with and seeing them excel or just being able to kick back and enjoy it. Like when I think of my pal experience, I think recently I was with – uh, Steve Lagarde, who I grew up with doing some police cadet programming and You're some right. of, uh, uh, Carlos Marino, who's at Michigan State, who did, doing some great thing and great work. Uh, Lou Beattie and some of my friends, we were sitting there and just talking about our little league experience and where we're at now. It was nobody talking about their titles or all these other things. We're just sitting there, as you would say, kicking it, just talking about. Our experience and what we're doing and enjoying the game, that's, that's when I love what I'm doing. Um, my experience with my uh, little fella that we were able to adopt is what caused me to have my Damascus moment. Okay. So when I think about everybody has some kind of Damascus moment, so my wife and I, um, we struggled along the way in trying to um, give birth, mm-hmm. but eventually— um, God has a way of being able to provide things and making it easy. So on um, one, uh, December 28th, we got a last minute call. We'd already prepared all the paperwork, had a disappointment, but because we were prepared, we got a call. And when we got that call, we show up to the hospital. They say, listen, you need to take this young man home, uh, today. Um, if the birth mom aligns with, um, selecting you guys, then, you know, it's on. So long story short, um, there was an alignment. We're walking out of the hospital and I'm thinking somebody's going to tackle me because, you know, this can't be true. And Renee and I, uh, end up heading to, uh, uh, home. And, um, I think I didn't even get on expressway because I was nervous about getting You're into getting an right. accident. Absolutely. But that's what caused my pathway back to Detroit Pal in a more full-time capacity because I looked and thought about the advice that I've given many others about, um, you need to make sure that you invest in the things that matter the most. And in life, you're going to find out what matters the most. Right. And so during that time, I was like, man, I'm doing this. I'm trying to save the world again. I come home. Little Robbie is crawling like a little koala bear. And I'm like, I'm missing this. And so I took a little time off. You know, of course, I organized my thoughts on how I was going to do that in a right. smart way. Right. Um, but then I transitioned, had some conversations with um, the uh, leader over at PAL at that time. Talked about the plan. And he said the magic words is that he hadn't been grooming anybody for the CEO spot and that, you know, he would be I would be someone that would be positioned there. And the rest is history. And so now I'm just trying to get my priorities right and building this machine that I live on past my time. um, But being able to spend that time with Robbie and Renee and the family, um, because. He's going to play sports. He's going to be involved in different things. So who better to be in position to be able to align him to the resources and things that can cause him to be successful while I help others in the communities, kids and families be successful. So long story short, I mean, my Damascus moment is what really caused me to come back to Detroit PAL at that time. Tremendous pay cut for those that are out there. Tremendous. Tremendous. I'll say it one more time. Right. But well worth it. I mean, when you think about waking up in your passion, um, not really feeling like you're working. Um, and I believe that the other dollars are going to align because we made good financial decisions, but the other dollars will align in the very near future. Um, but definitely, um, one of the best decisions that I could have made.
0: Absolutely. It reminds me of what my, one of my mentors was telling me, uh, when I was thinking about shifting gears from education. And it was a moment for me when I sat there and, I just reflected on what he was saying. He was saying, so what would happen to the people? He said, there are, God has people waiting for you to get in position. Right. Mm -hmm. And he said, and what happens if you choose not to obey? He said, so it was like a panoramic view of God showing me all the different kids that he has been able to touch or express his love through me mm-hmm. because
1: I have been positioned in education. It's something like what is obedience is greater than sacrifice. I, obedience I only is greater than sacrifice. I that's know what, some of those scriptures because yes, I can sir. only hold so much in this brain, but uh,
0: <laughs> that's one that I remember, that part. And uh, you were able to codify that whole thing by saying, invest in the things that matter the most. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, that was
1: a powerful experience. Yeah. Right. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I'm still um, I'm I'm working on all those areas. So sometimes people can speak and people think that you've perfected something. I am nowhere near perfection. I am still striving to prioritize in a better way, uh, become a better person, uh, figure out ways that um, I can invest in Uh, The home front, just as much as I'm doing, you know, on the job. So definitely uh, sometimes people think that because you're you have a platform that you figured it all out. And by no means have I figured it out. It's a day to day, moment to moment type of thing that I'm working on. And I just encourage you, if you know somebody there, don't don't expect perfection. Root people on even when they in their time of imperfection. Right. You know.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, for for us, I would dare to say, man, that the platform It's just us just sharing the revelation that we have. As we grow and go Mm -hmm. And I think If other people Were bold enough To step out in faith And be there And share the truth That they know Or the revelation They have They can also bring People along with them A lot faster And they can go A lot further That collaborative piece Right Absolutely And so now man Tell me I have been seeing On Facebook Instagram Seeing news articles Different things Pal is doing Some awesome things Most recently You all did A bed giveaway Talk to me about
1: that Yeah so this is The second year Ashley uh, Ashley Furniture helped to put it on. Um it's an awesome event. So, I know many people, they may not remember their first bed. Right? So, I saw some posts on Facebook and it said something about um don't take for granted things that other people are praying for. Mm. Right? That come your way. And right. so, something as simple as a bed having a youth who comes in there and we we set it up and they do a great job. It's the uh, uh hope for hope to dream. And so we take them down out on the field. We play games with them, provide, you know, some little games, uh, some food. Then we take them upstairs. And now you have people and family members not knowing that they're getting a bed. We line the beds up. We put their comforter on there. We put pillows and balloons with their name. And then we say, go find your bed. Mm. And so to see the expression of not just the youth, but that uh, parent who may not have been able to afford that, small thing that should be common for everyone. It's just a beautiful event. So when I think about PAL's need in the community, we help to identify the needs. The economic is the one we met there with Beds. We also provide coats when we partner with organizations to be able to provide coats for them, right? right. Um, the, the other need is education. So we try to partner with organizations where we align education and then it's health and wellness. We know that mental health is a big issue out in the community right? So now we have a focus on how do we align with education first and assessment of mental health and mental challenges that we have out in the community to now be able to position to, to play that role. PAL is so much more than sports. Our goal is to help youth find their greatness. It's truly to help them find their greatness. So I'm a big believer that if you speak it into existence, it comes. So we are close and getting closer to Pal doing great things in the community. I think we've been doing that for years. Now it's to the point where we're trying to help, truly help our youth find their greatness. And so we're speaking it out. It's starting to happen more and more. Consistency is the missing ingredient to most of the things that occur. It's the difference between a one hit wonder and a Hall of Fame. Consistently doing something. You mentioned earlier, if I'm writing a book, if I consistently can do it, that's the separator. We can do things in a short amount of time. We can fast for a short amount of time. We can do our New Year's resolution for a short amount of time. That's right. But consistency is the difference that causes us to have greatness. It's a simple ingredient, but it's the missing ingredient for a lot of people when they start thinking about how do I make real change take place.
0: Yeah, that's good. And I was sitting here as you were talking, and I want to ask this question, and it it totally aligns. As a quarterback, Mm -hmm. what was your favorite play to call?
1: Uh, I'm trying to think. So I love to pass the ball. So my my favorite was uh it's old school, but fake thirty two left, split in and fly. Okay. Right. So
0: here's so I give all of my guests the challenge, right? right? And so if that's that's your favorite play and I don't know all the moves and where everybody's right. going, but if you were able to make that like a business strategy, you know, and or a familial strategy or a community strategy, mm-hmm. and you were able to call it that. Like, I think, man, I think that would be powerful, even if it was an article or something like, or if it was a chapter in the book. I love it. Yeah, yeah, I think think that would be great. Um, One of the things that I also was thinking about when you talked about uh, your alignment with Ashley Furniture with the bed giveaway is I thought about when Inky Johnson uh, was talking about when he went to tour the campus. I think it was was it was Oklahoma. Mm hmm. And he went to tour the campus and the, the uh, guide asked him, said, do you want to, you know, go to this frat party? Do you want to go somewhere else, something else? Or do you just want? And he kept asking him to go back to his hotel, back mm-hmm. to his hotel. And so the guy thought that he was crazy to have all these opportunities to hang out, to party. But the only thing he wanted to go back to his hotel for was to be able to sleep in the bed. Because this was going to be the first time in his life that he was able to sleep in a bed mm-hmm. by himself, and so I don't, you know, that I think that that has, you know, some uh, is synonymous with some of the experiences. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. you
1: can't discount because um, with social media and these other um, things that can put on an imagery of what people are dealing with in their lives. Right, you can never underestimate what people are really experiencing. Right. Because even as a leader, when you're out doing different things, you can be, as I would say, alone in a crowded room. Right. Because the higher up you go, what's interesting is that there's few people that you can have dialogue with that have. The same types of perspectives or challenges that you're faced with it's not saying that there other people aren't facing different things but the higher up you continue to climb there's less opportunity to have dialogue with people that can have the same perspective you'll even have people that you were worse you know you know in your other level that you that dialogue with you but because you're repositioned, that you lose some of that engagement, you lose some of that perspective. And so that's why it's important as a leader or in any position that you pray for your leaders, for one, to be able to help them, right? Because there's always some kryptonite, and I'll say it again, some kryptonite that's out there that can affect all of us, right? People don't know what it is, you may not expose it to everybody else, but everyone has some form of kryptonite that you have to be aware of, understand it, and be able to protect yourself from, right? And then the other part of that is that you, you have to have um, people that um, in a mentoring role, everybody needs some form of mentor to be able to help them gain perspective, right? Because I call it an incubator um, incubators. If you think about it, they're the most conducive environment to be able to grow or mature or to develop right. or to re-energize. And so um, knowing that life has the peaks and the valleys you need to be able to have a place where you can fill back up. Well, what's in the incubator? Well, the music that cheers you up, the people that you need to talk to that motivate you, right? Um, the books that, you know, uh, inspire you to think differently and to re-engage in a different way, right? right? The um, The smells that you may like, right? The... The movements that you make, you need to create an incubator that is purposeful and positioned to where you can get to it, right? Because in life, when you're out there engaging in life, life has a way of shaking things up, right? Right? And the challenge we have in life is when we start looking at things and we take it out of perspective, right? We end up thinking that a loss causes me to be a failure, right? Or we start thinking that I'm taking on things alone, Right. And so that's why you have to keep things in perspective and you have to get into that incubator, especially being a male in this world, especially an African-American male in this world with some of the struggles that come uh, in our direction. Right. Right. And so those are just. You know, wouldn't want to miss out on bringing that out there because some people have it, but purposely having it is a, is is something that you need to do. I, I take letters and encouragement that I get from different people that I may have mentored or done things for. I put that and I put this in this book, so every now and then, when I'm coming in and I'm trying to say, man, why am I doing all this? You know, I need to go out and do what I want to do. Need to, I read those things and it inspires you, it encourages you, it causes you to refurbish and get back that perspective of why you, what you're doing is so important.
0: That's good. Yeah. And throughout the entire interview, you've been talking a lot about perspective, how, you know, renewing your perspective, uh, will allow you to be refreshed. You've mm-hmm. talked about how having the proper perspective would determine your greatness on the next level. Uh, you talked about how perspective uh, or maintaining like a perspective of excellence will cause, you know, promotion and increase. Mm-hmm. And you referenced Joseph who went from the pit to the palace, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but he kept the right perspective in every environment. So it allowed him to rise to the top. Uh, I love that alone uh, in a crowded room, you know, mm-hmm. so I mean, I'm just unpacking all of these principles for the listeners uh, just so that. They can begin to apply those things and you have to apply them consistently mm-hmm. because as you were talking about consistency, I just saw, you know, like anybody's perfect dish, whatever your favorite dish is, uh like my favorite dish, uh I haven't had a, a better meal since uh and I'm not gonna name the restaurant mm-hmm. unless you want some sponsorship. But you know <laughs> but, but yeah, but man, I had this Chilean sea bass and oh man, listen, it was it was a healthy portion But it had all of the ingredients in there. And whoever was preparing it, there was a way that they had been instructed to prepare it. There was something that went along with that particular restaurant's brand Mm -hmm. so that it's not to disappoint any time that I ordered that meal. Right. And so now it's just like the brand or yourself or whatever you're doing. That element of consistency ensures that what you're putting out, that it mirrors the brand or your personality or you representing the Lord. You know, as you work unto Him, that when people encounter you, they get a chance to encounter Him. Right. I'm gonna do
1: shout out to macaroni and cheese. So, All right. So everybody's <laughs> been to somebody's house, and you know, consistently, if I show up here, yes, that this person puts together that macaroni and cheese the same way. Same way. I'm showing up. I'm bringing my container. Right. To have it ready Absolutely. to get my macaroni and cheese first. Yes. And then you have the like, man, they didn't they didn't do it. They didn't hit it right on this one. Right. Right? And I, I I just holler out macaroni and cheese. Everybody know there's a dish that you know that grandma, your mom, your wife, your dad somebody makes that you know when you show up. I don't even eat this out somewhere else because I know what I want it to taste like. Yeah. And I know when I'm going to get that. Matter of fact, I'll request it. So that's 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 what I holler out macaroni and cheese. All right, so is that in the book? Huh? Nah, no, nah, that that may be added to the book. The book's not finished. So. Yeah, so, <laughs> we, so need listen, to, we need to put that yeah, macaroni so, and cheese consistency. Yeah, that,
0: absolutely. I mean, because I was thinking like when you position yourself as the macaroni and cheese, there may be a million people preparing that dish, but they can't prepare it like you. And so Dr. Miles Monroe says what? The world. I love Miles. Yeah. He said the world makes room for the man who knows where he's going. Absolutely. Right? And when you know what it is that you have to offer Uh, and you're clear on what it is that you bring to the table, you don't find yourself competing to prepare other dishes. But when you show up with your macaroni and cheese, uh, you know that you bring something that cannot be duplicated or replicated.
1: Man, Miles, so leadership. Yes. A leader is able to communicate the vision to the point where they see themselves in the vision, where they run with the vision as if it was their originated thought. Yes. That was Miles Monroe right there. Absolutely. So, man, I was
0: blessed with the opportunity to interface with him several times because my goddad in Indiana, uh, Apostle Oscar J. Dowdell Underwood and the headmaster and founder of Cornerstone Christian College Preparatory School. Shout out. (laughs) All right. uh, That was his uh, overseer, you Mm -hmm. know, and so he would come, you know, to the church. And to just I was blessed, man, with the opportunity to serve, thinking about how it aligns with giving kids a chance to participate in programming Mm -hmm. designed to increase their awareness of self. And, man, what I learned is like when I got a chance to hear him preach, that was the message and the word that God had for us. Uh, when I got a chance to sit back there and I had to serve the food, I got a chance to hear him think, mm-hmm. you know. And when I tell you that was so powerful, Absolutely. like in the overflow of the thoughts that came from the message, mm-hmm. the things that he was not led or able to share within the context of that message. But to hear him unpack it mm-hmm. over dinner and talking about like how God took him on his personal study and what it meant. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has this he has this book on prayer. I'll send you the text. You may already oh, have. Yeah, it. You got to get it to me. Oh, man, listen. Yeah, he, he unpacks prayer, uh, in such a way where when we understand that we are kingdom citizens, mm-hmm. you know, and that we're doing God's work on this earth, that, you know, this is not our home. And yeah. I don't say that for, uh, people to get happy to say, you know, I have a, no, no. What it says is that we have a kingdom and Christ, Jesus Christ being the King of Kings, we are here to legislate the, the, uh, the laws, the rules, the, uh, authority that was given to us mm-hmm. from this king and so man he, he was saying how the united states uh how you know in our westernized mind is difficult to understand how a king may rule mm-hmm. he said but he is supreme and he lifts up the bible and and, and talks yeah, about Miles yeah. a bad man man yeah so i could talk about him for yeah, yeah Miles man, a bad man bad bad so all all that being said man I know that you also enjoy uh, John Maxwell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, twenty-one irrefutable laws of leadership, right? What's your favorite law,
1: man? I, I um, once again, the thing that I love about Maxwell is that I don't know. If I'm I'm trying to think of my favorite law, but if I was um, summing it up, it's um, he focuses on. Uh, becoming better every day, right? And being able to not put limitations on, you know, what you're capable of doing. Okay. Um, what's interesting, when I think of him, I was just thinking about, I was sharing with the staff, I brought this pumpkin into the room, right? And so I set the pumpkin down and they're like, okay, what is Rob thinking about now? Right? And so I got the concept from one of uh, Dan Gilbert's book, it's called Isms. And he talks about finding a better way. And so you set the pumpkin down on a table and most people, when you ask them, you know, well, um, how do you cut a pumpkin? And so people say, oh, you cut it on the top and then you do the little eyes and you can do your decorations and stuff. And I said, well, have you ever considered that if you cut the pumpkin on the bottom, that's where the roots are? So now when you pull it out, you don't have to worry about trying to dig in and get all the stuff out of it. Mm-hmm. And so now when you pull that out, you clean it and it's easier to clean it out. The other thing is that by still having a handle on the top, you have a ready-made handle to now put your candle underneath it when you begin to put the eyes in there. So you got a ready-made candle that's within the the pumpkin right there. Right. So they were like, "Wow, I never thought of it like that." Yeah. Now So I. it's a small thing, but we always challenge to find a better way, right? And the whole right. concept of that is that. Every time we wake up in the morning, we have another opportunity to be able to see it the way we see it. And that's why I'm always cautious when people say, well, they already wrote that book, but they didn't write it the way you would write it or see it the way you would see it. Right. You know, so we used to do this thing in practice when I was coaching and they would say, Um, well, what happened this morning? Well, God woke me up. Well, who are you? Uh His favorite son or, or daughter. Well, why are you special? Well, there's none like me on earth. Right. And those are confirmations that everyone has to do because you can't have a bad day if you woke up above the earth. Right. Right. And then once you realize you're his favorite son or daughter, then you know there's some privileges that come with that. Absolutely. And then finally, you can wake up and say, I can accomplish great things only if I realize that there's none that were ever created like me. Right. So I'm going to come out and do it in a whole other way. That's why Imitation is flattery but you can't achieve excellence until you do and be you. Right. Right. So we have to be careful when we go on media, or we do these things and we start um looking at someone else as that image of what you want to become. Right? We start cutting our hair like and we start doing our eyes and all this other stuff like this other person. Right. When man, when you wake up, you got to know I'm the best thing walking up in here. It's a way to be confident but also humble at the same time, but you got to realize the world is waiting for you to show up. That's it. All right, And that's that's the important part of when we think about our role is that I'm trying to say when I wake up or I go to sleep at night, I'm not concerned about the people that are already aligned to Detroit, pal. I'm concerned about the people that we may miss. Who is the community missing? Because they didn't get exposure to someone that could speak life into. them? You know, are they are they missing you? You know, are they missing Michael Eric Dyson, who was a pal alumni, Garland Gilcrest, who was a pal alumni? I was a PAL alumni, you know. Right. I mean, you start thinking about who is the community missing. You know, I always say it like this. Um, there was Jerome Bettis, but then there was also someone that people may not have realized, except for people that are really into the sports, there was a Jerome Raybon. Mm. You know, Jerome Raybon took a different route, but Jerome Raybon was one of the best backs that ever played through Little League. Um, his limited time in high school, and we knew he was going to be destined for greatness. Right. But something triggered to be able to align Jerome Bettis to get to this point. And if you met Gladys Bettis, you will realize that, man, he had this phenomenal, Phenomenal. strong figure in his life who was able to help to guide him through some of the pitfalls that are out there for all of our young men. You know, so when I think about where I sit now, being in a very, very important position. You know, I I call on all our Detroit Powell alumni, come down to PAL to see what we're doing, find a way that you can contribute. I don't care if it's a dollar, I don't care if it's $30 uh, uh, a month or $30 a year. If I get 60,000 of our Power alumni we got over four, 400,000 or more Power alumni, if I get 60,000 to give $30 for the year, that's $1.8 million, $1.8 million. That's most of or almost half of our operating budget for programming. Now I don't have to be chasing grants and doing all these other things. We can focus on using PAL the way it's meant to be used as a hub. We re- redirect those youth to these other educational programs. We redirect those youth to exposure trips. We redirect those youth to experiential types of opportunities. But when you're chasing dollars to try to be able to provide Free access to play, free access to travel, leveling the playing field in that way, um, you can lose your your focus and mission. So I only need sixty thousand of you guys to give thirty dollars, one point eight million. Absolutely, yeah. So you hear the challenge
0: that's out there, and Rob, how how can if someone says they they're ready to respond
1: now, how can they get in touch with you? And if you want to respond right now and you're serious about it. Uh, Hit this on Facebook. I'll meet you down at the site right now. <laughs> All right. He said, let's
0: go right now. Let's do it yeah. now before
1: you forget about the, the podcast. But, no, if you go to DetroitPAL.org, right. um, you can go on there, see the great things that we're doing in the community. You'll even see the staff that, like I said, they do a tremendous job. But you can find out where you fit in. You know, you can fit in through volunteering. You may have skill sets that you can help us with our upcoming event. You know, be on a task force, be able to help that Um, you you can donate, you know, you can give dollars in that way or you can go out and volunteer and coach. Right. One thing that people may not know is that we put our coaches through impact training. They got three series of training that you'll take over three years and we do background checks. Our relationship with the police department, not only do we background checks, but even if you. Pass the background check. The police department and I have we we have a great relationship to the point where you may not have been prosecuted, but you still may be guilty of it. They will protect our kids to the greater extent to make sure that there's someone that's not out there that shouldn't be out there, right? So, I mean, there's all types of ways that you can come and do it, but come down to 1680 Michigan Avenue, Old Tiger Stadium, now the corner Paw Park, presented by Adiant, and figure out where you want to fit in, and we will put you in there. One thing I say is that if you're in your career and you're trying to advance, a great place to go is to any nonprofit because there's so many needs there. They're going to give you meaningful experiences and you're going to be able to show impact that may prepare you for advancement on your job. Right. I used to challenge my um, team that worked with me at Pfizer to go out and find a, a nonprofit organization to volunteer in and that you'll be able to lead. Other people, you'll be able to learn uh, concepts that you may not be familiar with and then apply it to the work that you're in and position yourself for, for other things. So it's one one suggestion that I would have. If you want to really come back and get back.
0: Excellent. Excellent. So now I want to take you back. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, young man on the field, because I know you play football and baseball, right? And basketball and yeah. basketball. OK. All right. So take me back to your Detroit pal. On the on the football field, take me back to your most memorable moment when you're on the field playing for
1: Detroit, pal. Man, I think we were uh, we were loaded this year. Look, I'm having a flashback, right? And so I think we were averaging like 38, 40 something I'm probably getting it wrong, Coach Mitchell, but we <laughs> we were lighting it up, you know. So we would. Uh, throw my post, I throw my flag. And then if we got close to the goal line, I'm sneaking it in. I don't care what kind of running back we have. I'm doing the silent count. I'm scoring if we 10 yards out or more. My wheels probably weren't always the best. I'm sure Andre Davis and some other people laughing. Um, but that experience really um, uh, prepared me for leadership roles. Um, I mean, flashbacks of the opportunity when we were about to go to high school, so I was looking at Catholic Central, I was looking at Poor's. I was looking at these other schools, and the door to Poor's opened up. See, I did the name drop again. Right, yeah, I heard you know, that. So, yeah, shout out to DePores. And um, <laughs> now, you know, some championships later, some relationships, mm-hmm. you know, later. Um, you know, I'm where I stand because of the foundation um, that we had through Little League and Detroit PAL. I mean, it definitely taught me the things I control, my effort. My attitude, my actions and behavior. If you're a parent out there, that's what you should be looking for, not wins and losses. If And employers out there, that's what they're looking for. If you're trying to be an entrepreneur, that's what you need to do to be successful. If you're trying to be in a trade, that's what you need to do to be successful. Your effort, your attitude, your actions and behavior makes you an employee, an employer or an entrepreneur. Either way, those are things you control. That's what you learn through sports. Um, That's what caused you to be successful.
0: Excellent. So I I place another challenge out there to the drawing board nation. Uh, Your investment in PAL uh, in any way that you can, whether it's your time, your talents or your treasure, you may be helping to help a young man. The next Robert Jamerson uh, discover his sense of self and become all that he could be. So as I always say to everyone, that your future is not behind you. It is not before you. It is within you. And it's just a matter of time. Again, Rob, thank you for being on the show. Right. I appreciate all on, the wisdom on, on. and Let insight.
1: Me do shout out, man. I got it, my shirt.
0: Oh, yeah. Man. The drawing board experience. Oh, uh, man. You know uh, let's get this go. right here. If you didn't let's get one, go. you better get one. There get we go. One. We have plenty and we're looking forward to the drawing board 2020, June six King High School. Make sure you get your ticket. In fact, we're looking to sponsor some youth organizations. We want youth, youth leaders, ministry leaders, uh, youth pastors. If you're impacting youth in any way, we would love for you to be there. You'll be inspired, motivated. And transformed. So again, thanks, Rob. I appreciate it. And God bless you all.